Hello and welcome to episode 26 of When Life Gives You Lemons, Go Vegan. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja, and this podcast is where I share the real-life stories of people who have adopted a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet to help them overcome many of our most common diseases, such as heart disease, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, type 2 diabetes, and many more. Now, obviously, this isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. You have to do what's right for you. I'm not a doctor. These are just people's stories, and they're just supposed to be hope stories, so... Get medical advice, see your own healthcare professionals, and do what's right for you. Also on this podcast are plant-based doctors and experts in the field who share their own personal work and history and research around adopting a low-fat, whole food, plant-based diet. So you can see them in previous episodes of the show. But this week, I was blessed to interview the Texas-based nurse, Shauna Hill, about her journey with debilitating endometriosis and GERD, 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 acid reflux, mouth ulcers, that type of thing. And if you don't know about endometriosis, it is a painful condition where basically lining of your uterus grows outside the uterus. I think that's it. But Shauna will tell us all about it in the episode. So check it out. Enjoy. Hello, Shauna, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here and spread the word and the good news. (laughs) I've given you a bit of an introduction, but I'd love if you could just fill in any gaps and tell us a bit about your story. So at 24, I, you know, I'm a nurse. So um, if there's things you want to censor out, that's fine. But I don't really have a censor when it comes to uh, certain things. I don't have a censor either. I'm a nurse. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'll talk about pretty much anything. I talk about bowel movements all day long with my patients. So Excellent. it's not a I love bowel for me to talk, talk. about. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if there's anything, you know, censored out, just go ahead and do it. But um, yeah, so when I was 24, um, I started having these really severe cramps during my, um, you know, during my period. And I ended up going to the doctor because it, it was something that I never had experienced before. Um, previously, you know, little pains here and there, totally manageable. But all of a sudden, I was severely cramping. And um, I had a really high pain tolerance. So this isn't like I was having a mild cramp every once in a while. It was um, constant. And I remember at one point, I was on my hands and knees crying in my bedroom And my husband was pleading with me, please go to the ER, please go to the ER. Um, And so I ended up going uh, to the ER that day. And of course, they just wanted to give me pain medications and send me home. But I refused the pain medication. So they basically said, there's nothing we can do for you. You've got to leave. I ended up going to the doctor and they want to know different symptoms that I hadn't really thought about before. Like uh, I told them that I had the pain, obviously. Um, that it was happening before my period, during and after. Um, It would linger around for a couple of days. And then there would be a lot of pressure when I was trying to urinate or have a bowel movement. And then I even had like extreme nausea and vomiting because of the pain was so bad. So after a couple of appointments and actually ended up having surgery, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Uh, At that point, the OBGYN um, told me that I either got pregnant then or I was just going to be waiting around to see if my fertility would hold out to when we wanted to have kids. So obviously I I went to a second doctor to make sure um, that his opinion was correct. And that doctor also said the same thing, but um, she did give me a couple of different options. Um, She was going to put me in a pseudo menopause 
or we could start having kids immediately. And then she would put me in a pseudomenopause. And so here I was, you know, me and my husband weren't really talking about having kids right then. And, and uh, our fertility is just totally up in the air. That, I mean, that's a, that's a terrible thing when, uh, you know, you know, you want kids eventually, you don't want them right now. And you definitely want to, don't want to be rushed into something. So I just, I just dealt with the pain. It just continued like that. I would be in the bed with a heating pad for at least 10 days out of the month. Um, I was having to call into work. Um, and I thought, you know, this is it. I'm at this point, I'm 25 and, uh, I'm just going to be in pain until, you know, until I have this hysterectomy. Well, <laughs> then it turned out that I, I ended up finding out even if I had the hysterectomy, I could still have this horrible pain for the rest of my existence. Oh no, why is that? So endometriosis doesn't necessarily clear up when you get a hysterectomy because it is the lining of your uterus and it's all throughout your body. So anytime there's a hormone um, that comes in contact or that's in the body, this tissue will bleed. So there's just this uterine tissue bleeding in random places in your body. So I knew as a nurse, you know, it's triggered by hormones, but I did not put together that animal products contain so many hormones. One thing that I absolutely love to do is research. So I research everything, which is what brought me to veganism. And uh, it actually started because I wanted to eat healthier and I was watching documentaries on you, I mean, on Netflix, I'm sorry. Um, You know, normal ones, Cowspiracy, Food Inc., Earthlings, Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead, And then I just started reading studies about vegan diets and I went vegan overnight. Wow. So I did did not do it because of health reasons. I initially did it for um, animals and then researching and researching. And I figure out that, hey, this is not only good for animals, it's good for human rights. It's good for the environment. You know, a couple weeks into it, I realized, hey, this is actually really good for my body. That, that's kind of a little story about how I came to veganism. And then, um, of course, after I went vegan, um, I started noticing like rapid changes in my health uh, from a very young age. At six, I was diagnosed with um, GERD, which is basically acid reflux or heartburn. But it was to the point where I had stomach ulcers and mouth ulcers all the time. So um, I thought that would be something I had to live with forever as well. I was sleeping on three pillows. You know, I couldn't eat certain things because I knew I would be up all night sick. And, you know, one to two weeks into being vegan and all of those symptoms have have resolved. Wow. So I had nothing, um, no acid reflux. Uh, About two months in, my husband kind of looks at me and he's like, I don't really want to jinx it. But did you notice that your last two periods, you haven't been hurting that bad? And I was like, wait a minute, I haven't been. So um, that was four months uh, into my vegan diet that I realized I had no symptoms. There was no symptoms for my endometriosis. I had no symptoms from my acid reflux. So basically, it was just like a miracle for my entire body. You know, I went from. Yeah, my goodness. I went from spending, uh, you know, 10 days a month in bed to zero symptoms in four months. Holy cow. I love this story. I never, ever stop being blown away by these stories. No matter how many I listen to now, I just, oh, that is so incredible. Because I know, I know a few women with endometriosis and it's debilitating. And like you say, 10 days out of the month, you're just 
destroyed with pain. Like it's a horrible, horrible, painful condition. And being told your only options are to have a baby before you're ready or have a hysterectomy and then it probably, like you say, it probably won't do anything because you're still going to have that uterine lining throughout your body bleeding and causing you pain endlessly. Oh, my gosh. This is like a miracle. Yes, it is. Definitely. I definitely see it as a miracle. And that's why I try to tell everybody who has, I, I mean, I try to tell everybody who has any type of illness, <laughs> that they need to go vegan, you know, but definitely one that's hormone based, because even if you're even if you're vegetarian, you keep ch- uh, cheese or milk in your diet, mm. that's hormones. Yeah. So you're not getting away. You're not going to get away from it. So um, yeah, I've been two years and I haven't had a single symptom. So I'm still going strong and I don't have to see the doctor anymore and I don't have to stay in bed. So I have a life back, you know. Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. And acid reflux, like I, I've only just been hearing about GERD in the last, probably in the last few months. I'd never heard of it before, like the term or the condition. It sounds awful as well. Mm, yes, that is, I mean, <sighs> When, when I was diagnosed with it when I was around six, that was just because it had built up to that point. But I mean, I would vomit in my sleep and I would wake up in it because it was just acid that came up in the middle of my sleep and I would just not know about it. So it's definitely a horrible thing to have to um, live with day in and day out worried about it. And then you have the bloating that goes along with the endometriosis. So I was just, <laughs> I was just living miserably in what I thought would be a, a death sentence. So. Wow. And all, all thanks to caring about the animals. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like the animals just, uh, you know, give you a little something in return, a great gift Yeah, <laughs> for caring about them. Wow. And how do you find being vegan now that, you, and as a nurse, like I've met a couple of vegan nurses, I've met a few, there's actually quite a few, but I mean, I think that being in the medical establishment and and, and, and believing so strongly in plant-based healing can be very difficult thing to navigate. Is that is that yes, true? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's basically like society. You know, people don't want to hear that what they're doing to their body should be changed. They just want this pill that's going to make them magically better and then they'll get on with their lives. But, you know, people are willing to spend $20,000 for a surgery, but they're not willing to change their lifestyle or their eating habits. And, you know, I don't think necessarily that um, going vegan just for health benefits or for diet reasons to lose weight is the best, uh, you know, it's not really the best way to go into veganism because I feel like it will be dropped when the symptoms stop or when you lose the weight. Um, You know, it's like any other type of diet out there. Once you get your results, you would stop. So I think having the moral aspect behind veganism is really important um, to the movement, although of course, I, I I would love for all of my patients to go vegan and stay vegan to get rid of all their ailments. I think that um, healthcare could really be reduced and our, our cost in healthcare and uh, our personal costs as well with medications. So, but it is very it's extremely hard to know what diet somebody needs to be on and them just totally um, blow off what you <laughs> what you think because they they'll they say they'll never do it. So. And so did your husband go vegan when you went vegan or is 
he a work yes. in progress. Oh wow, he did. No, he is. Yeah, he he is vegan, and um, he went vegan uh, shortly after I did. You know, he was the uh, workout guy, eating like a dozen eggs in the breakfast, and um, you know, a bunch of protein and things like that, and. He did. He, when I went vegan, he was like, I'll go vegetarian. I really don't think I can do vegan. And then, you know, just watching documentaries and, and studying, uh, doing research, he was like, okay, this is obviously what's best for, you know, the animals and the environment and our health. So he just went vegan. So I'm so proud of him for doing that because, uh, I would have never thought out of all the people that he would have been able to do that. So it's been awesome to be able to experience it with him. And how did he, how did you both eat before you made the switch? Because I think a lot of people, they might think that people who've made this switch over to a plant-based diet, maybe they ate ate pretty healthy beforehand, or maybe they ate not very much meat and dairy and eggs beforehand. And I always think for me, I ate tons of that stuff and hardly any vegetables. You know, I ate tons of tons of dairy especially and and cakes and baked goods and things that had animal products in them before I made the switch to a plant-based diet and I think people yeah I think people tend to think that perhaps it was an an easy switch because maybe you were eating tons of salad beforehand (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely not the case Definitely not the case over here. I mean, I was extremely addicted to cheese. And I I mean, I say that because I know now how addictive cheese really is. Um, You know, even with studies stating that cheese is as addictive as, uh, you know, anything else, cigarettes, uh, drugs. So it's activating the same part of uh, the same part of your brain as any other addictive substance, which I think says a lot about um, what you're eating. But like I said, my husband, he was the, I'm eating 12 eggs for breakfast. I'm eating a big portion of meat for each of my meals with some rice, you know, um, and I ate kind of the same way. I I added more vegetables because I liked vegetables, but they definitely weren't cooked like they were supposed to be. I mean, it's not really a salad if you're drowning it in ranch dressing, and it's definitely not good if you're putting butter all over your broccoli, (laughs) you know? So it's, it wasn't like, I mean, we tried to do what was right for our bodies, but it's just like any other diet. You're going to fluctuate. Some days you're going to eat super awesome and some days you're just going to eat terrible. You know, for us at that point in time, it was it was mostly all animal-based products. And so you're saying your husband was into fitness. How has he found, because I think men often worry about losing their muscle or losing their strength when they make a transition from a high-protein diet, a whole animal-protein diet. Have you noticed, has he noticed anything since making the switch in relation to his fitness or his health overall? No. no. Well, positive changes. I mean, um, obviously he, he feels better every day. He sleeps better at night. He, um, when he works out, his recovery is a lot shorter than what it would have been before. And he has a lot more, um, endurance and strength now than he had before, um, and I, I mean, I know that's directly correlated to him him going vegan. There's no um, there's no other explanation for it. When you're putting in your body what you're supposed to, your body's going to give you the best results. Mm-hmm. And is, how do you eat now compared? Like what how, what would be a tr- typical day of eating look like for the two of you or for you? 
<laughs> well, actually, right now, it's kind of funny that you asked because we're actually on a, a juice cleanse for this week, but typically we're not on juice cleanses. And we do have our weekends like Valentine's weekend, which was last weekend. We did go to Dallas and we just pigged out. I mean, we had buffalo nachos at this vegan restaurant with this vegan milkshakes with peanut butter and, you know, Oreo, not Oreos, but they're vegan Oreos in them. And, uh, just, it's, it's just, it's just, (laughs) you just have to find the balance. You know, when we're at home, we're not eating like that. I'm cooking meals with, um, here in Texas, we have certain things that we like. So we'll have, uh, like some collard greens or some cabbage with peas, not green peas, but like, you know, black eyed peas or we'll have beans, um, and then normally mashed potato or, or rice, something along those lines. Sometimes we substitute that for, um, cauliflower. So, uh, we just try to, you know, feed our body what, what it's wanting and, um, try to do salads with uh, our dinner time meals. So my husband for lunch eats the same thing every single day, which is, um, broccoli, which we steam and three kinds of beans that we do with the little taco seasoning on them and rice. And that's what he has every day for lunch. And he loves it. (laughs) And he brings a ginormous salad with him. So he stays full. Yum. I'm actually, all I can think of now is having some people who are listening. My mom often says, Corinne, the things that you think taste delicious now are actually disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> like I've gone so far but when you said like sauteed like the cabbage with black beans it just, and mashed potato it just made me drool in a way so I'm like literally texting my husband can you please get black beans a potato <laughs> when you're out because I am um, have to have that now like I have no I have no choice <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. But my mum would be like, why are you desperate for cabbage and black beans and mashed potato? Like there's better things you could be eating, but there's not. This sounds delicious and I want to eat <laughs> yes, it right exactly. now. <laughs> exactly. Yum. So you're juice cleansing. How long have you been juice cleansing for? Uh, we try to do it um, once a month for uh, about five days. And so uh, tomorrow will be our fifth day that we do it. And it's basically like a re it's just a, it's just a rebooting for us because like I said, we went to Dallas last weekend and we just picked out, I mean, it was just, it was, it was bad. I mean, I, when I tell you about the Buffalo nachos, I'm telling you, I ate them every day that I was there. And one day I ate them twice. And so it was just, it was not a, it was not a good time for my body, but you know, I I'm on the juice cleanse now so that it can all balance itself out. <laughs> That is interesting because I also do a, a, a water fast three days um, every month and I love it and it's hard to explain to people who don't enjoy or understand the benefits of doing a fast like that, about how it, once you do the research and all that kind of things, if you're obviously see a doctor and don't do anything crazy if you're really, <laughs> if you're really unwell. Yeah, I, t- I do. Um- um, I do one, the, the first day of our juice cleanse, I only do water. So I hear you on the water only, but I only do mine for a day and then I switch to juice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I juice fast, juice fasting is amazing. I just think that it's got such, so many healing benefits. And for me, when I do it, I feel so focused and clear and 
energized and just awesome in a way that I don't typically. <laughs> yeah, when you get past, you know, the the first the first day is tough. After that, I find first day and a half is tough, and then it's just like I don't, I don't. My husband has to say, you know, you have to eat again, don't you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do know, but I'm just liking this so much. Yes, I did a juice cleanse once, which was which lasted 14 days, and that's what happened to me. My husband was like, you do know, you have to eat real food again sometime, like actual chew your food, and I'm like, but I just feel so amazing. I don't want to stop feeling like this, but I know eventually I have to go back. <laughs> Just, just for anyone who's listening, this is this is not a losing weight. This is not being done to you know in some form of eating disorder, orthorexia, anorexia, deprivation, deprivation thing. It's it, it's a healing, cleansing, um, informed decision that you do with lots of research and study and making sure that you know you have regular, you know, it's good to have regular blood tests, that kind of thing, just to make sure you're not lacking and making sure you're supplementing with anything you could be missing out on, like B12, those types of things. Um, Don't do it recklessly and don't do it just to lose some kilos before a wedding. (laughs) Like it's... Yes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it can be a great reset for your gut microbiome and, and for your overall healing and health. Yes, absolutely. I agree. And with what you said on, uh, you know, taking the vitamin B12 and taking a form of uh, vegan vitamin D, um, Mm. you know, a lot of a lot of times people think that because vegans have to supplement with these things that, you know, our diet is insufficient in some way. But most meat eaters or, you know, carnivores, omnivores, whatever you want to call them, they um, they are lacking in these things. Also, typically, they just don't know as well as we know, because it's, it's probably going to be the only thing in our labs that's going to show up. So, um, for instance, when my husband and I went to our doctor, we were vegan about nine months or so. And he said to, you know, both of us that we just need to take a vitamin D once a week, um, to, you know, start eating some nutritional yeast, which I love. So I didn't have a problem with. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, I don't think sometimes it's used as a, um, you're insufficient and you're dieting. So there's gotta be something missing, but it's really not that way. Everybody is going to be insufficient in those things because of where they come from. And when you research where the B12 comes from, um, you know, it's not coming from, it's coming from different forms. Your animal has just consumed it and that's how you get it. You know, it's not because you're actually eating the original source of vitamin B12, <laughs> So that's what we're doing. Yes, exactly. And I think uh, for me, I was deficient in B12 when I was a meat eater. So I had to have shots, six shots when I was um, a meat eater. And I haven't been deficient since being vegan, but, you know, I do take a supplement. But you know, like you say, like B12 is something that lots of people are can become deficient in and, and vitamin D because we, you know, we spend a lot of time indoors, especially like in Melbourne weather <laughs> in Australia, we spend much of the year indoors, but Texas weather would be a bit easier to get some sunshine. Sunshine, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's loads of reasons why you can become deficient and, I, and um, a plant-based diet, you know, you're just you know, getting some B- B12, um, I think now they're finding that animals are actually becoming more B12 deficient because of the the soil just not having the micro... I th- I th- um, 
sorry, my brain's a bit tired this morning, but isn't B12 in the microbes in the soil? Is that yes. where it comes from? Right. So I uh-huh. think that they're saying that the soil's so dead and deficient from over farming that that mm, I would not doubt that at all. That it's actually animals animals are being supplemented with B12 themselves because they're just not getting oh, it wow. from the soil. I read that. I'm not saying that as a fact, but <laughs> I read that and I thought yeah, that I'm makes complete have to sense. Research up on that. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. So we're getting secondhand B12 and so, you know, we're just if we had carrots, we were just eating carrots out of the ground that was enriched and alive with microbe with microbes like it used to be back in the day, then we would be getting our B12 from soil. But now we have these dead soil and these overwashed, overcleaned, over pesticides, herbicide produce that, you know, it's it's impossible to get it from the fruits and vegetables like we would have traditionally. Yes, absolutely. How has your family taken this switch? Has it been difficult? I think a lot of people, one of the big struggles is socially and in our relationships with our family that, you know, my brother gave me a <laughs> T-shirt that said vegan, um, ruining family gatherings since 2010 <laughs> for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. I love it. And <laughs> I loved I need it one. so much. It was very good. I have been. He's right. <laughs> The t-shirt is true. (laughs) So, uh, you know, society challenges anyone who challenges their beliefs, and that's no different when it comes to your family and friends. Um, And the social aspect of veganism is hard, but I think it's only hard in the beginning when people think that they can challenge what you believe in, and they think that they're going to be the ones that change your opinion, and that you're all of a sudden going to turn around at the restaurant and eat part of their steak, you know? Justin's uh, family and my family has been really supportive. They don't, uh, I mean, some families are malicious and and, uh, adding ingredients that people don't know about, which is um, completely, yes, I mean, that's a complete breach of trust and boundaries. I think my family know that I would cut them off if they did that to me. (laughs) I love you, Steve and mom and dad, but I I would be so, so upset. They wouldn't even try it because I would like, oh my gosh, I would cry and then be so upset. (laughs) But they've, um, and my mom actually, uh, so we sit together and so I, I do run a Southern vegan food blog. And so we will make recipes together. Um, I take her recipes that she's made for years and then I make them vegan with her most times so that she can see uh, how easy it is because we have so many replacements now, but she's very, I mean, she'll make us uh, anything and she is just so, I mean, deathly afraid that she would put something in it that we couldn't eat. One time she asked me if we could eat potatoes and I said, mom, potatoes grow in the ground. (laughs) And she said, I just didn't know. So she's so cute, but uh, adorable. Yeah, she's so cute. I love her. And some, you know, sometimes my family will say little things or do little things. And I don't, you know, a lot of uh, times vegans, um, and I was initially in the beginning, I was very aggressive with things. And, uh, and I realized that it really wasn't helping, um, helping me to be that aggressive, because I'm not an aggressive type person um naturally so it was giving me a lot of um problems anxiety. yes anxiety yes, yes. And, um, and and storing up all, all that anger so when something said to me you know I just say a little something back uh, you know a little crack at them and 
you know, it's just, uh, I just try to make it into a, a playful banter with a little bit of education thrown in at them. But yeah, I, I, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. Well, sometimes I can be, it depends what they're saying, but sometimes I can get, ang- well, they'll, they'll know. I, I'm very much trying to, to be more light about it now after, a, you know, I, I have my up and down, ups and downs of being like super frustrated and cranky, but I'm not necessarily a, an angry person. So I try to tone it down so that you aren't spoiling family gatherings since 2010. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I really do need that shirt because I would wear that with pride every family gathering that I went to. <gasps> yes. Ah, so your blog, I was going to ask, tell me, tell us about your blog. So yeah, like I said before, it's, um, it's basically uh, life here in Texas. Um, we travel places. So I will put what we ate vegan food wise on the road while we were there, what was good, what was bad. Um, and then I basically just veganized the recipes that I grew up eating. And uh, a common misconception is that people go vegan and they go vegan because they hate the taste of meat, you know, and all these dishes that you grew up with, these comfort foods, they, they're not going to change you're still going to want those things. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have so many replacements. There's no reason to put any animal products into these dishes. So that's what I've done. I've taken things like chicken and dumplings and I made those vegan and, um, I've made taco soup vegan and, you know, just different things that I grew up with comfort food wise, macaroni and cheese. And it's just been really, um, fun to, experiment with things. Uh, of course I've had some disasters and some failures that I've had to change up, but, uh, it's been really fun to try to take something that people don't really think that, um, Southern food can be vegan. You know, how can you have, um, how can you have gumbo and not have any sausage or chicken in it, but you don't have to take out the chicken and sausage and gumbo. You just use the vegan replacements of it. And so that's what I do on my blog, try to, you know, open people up to say like, hey, maybe I could do this because all of this food that I've grown up loving, I can still have it. Wow, that's great. And I'm sorry. I know I'm saying things that you probably don't know, like gumbo. And so- well, I, I, bought, I bought a cookbook when I was in Texas uh, a, that had gumbo in it. So I, and it's I think- really good. I think it's on Forrest Gump as well. <laughs> I'm not sure. I feel like he ate gumbo on Forrest yeah, Gump. Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> I think I ate it when I was there. I had, I wasn't vegan. I think I had a, one that maybe had seafood in it. Is that possible? Yeah, they have seafood gumbo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. I think I did. Uh, it sounds really, really good. So it's called Southern Vegan Food. Well, it's actually called um, Lavender and Honeysuckle. I'm sorry, I didn't say that earlier. Yeah, it's called Lavender and Honeysuckle, and that's the uh, name of it. But that's just what I do is the um, Southern vegan food and then talk about life some and how to get through family gatherings when you're a first, you know, just went vegan and things like that. Oh, wonderful. And do you have a Facebook page? Yeah, I do. It's the same thing, uh, Lavender and Honeysuckle. Oh, wow. Great. So people can follow you there. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm on Instagram too, of course. Ah, yes. Perfect. Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Do you have a YouTube? I do not know. Um, we are actually in the process of building a house. So I do not have my normal uh, kitchen. We're living in this tiny apartment while we build. And so 
I, I barely have room to cook. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'll start doing videos until we get into our home and, um, and, and get my nice big kitchen back. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. How long has it been since you've been made the switch? So two years, about two years. Yeah. Wow. And you're not going back by the sounds of it? Oh, no, no. People often say, oh, um, you know, what if your symptoms came back tomorrow? Do you think you would eat meat then? And you know, I'm just like, no, my symptoms, I would not. <laughs> I feel so much better for so many different reasons. I would never go back. And I think that's like what I said earlier, you know, it, the reason that you go vegan, if it's based on things that don't really have to do with moral reasons, um, animal ethics, human rights, environment, I think it's really hard to, like what you're saying, if my symptoms came back tomorrow and all I was doing the vegan diet for was to get rid of my symptoms, well, I would be subject to going back to the way that I was eating because I wouldn't think it had any effect on me. But when you, I think when you go vegan for, uh, you know, for those types of reasons, like I had already mentioned, I feel like it gives you a little, uh, it gives you more to stick to, um, and it gives you a better moral compass. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's like, I was about to ask you about your three biggest tips for listeners about, how to transition to this way of eating and this lifestyle. But I think that one of them is it is really hard. For me, um, when I got diagnosed, when I was diagnosed with MS, I I made the switch to uh, a plant, whole food plant-based diet, but it allowed the MS diet allowed seafood and egg whites and honey and it wasn't about anim- the animals at all. And that fir- that first, um, from 2004 to 2000 and, t- till I went vegan, so till 2008, I, I didn't care about the animals. And so it was so easy for me to fall off the wagon and my, my neurologist wasn't supportive. So it was very easy to go back to eating those, those foods, even though I was feeling better. It was just, I just... It was so easy and without any support and any community, I found it so easy to go back to eating that old, those old foods and those old things that made me feel sick in the first place. And then it wasn't until I made the connection with the animals and then with the planet that I had enough, well, what I, how I explain it normally is I had a big enough why to, to, to never eat those foods again, you know, it, but it took educating myself and saying, okay, it isn't just about my health. It's about the animals. It's about the planet. It's about the future for my children. It's, it's, it's about so much more than just my multiple sclerosis. Cause it's, I think it's, I think a lot of people, they think, oh, I might, I might go vegan for, to lose a few pounds. <laughs> and you think, well, then you're going to not be vegan as soon as you finish the, with that, <laughs> with that weight loss, because Weight loss isn't enough. It's just not enough for most people. You need a bigger why. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree. And, you know, with what you said about your doctor not being supportive, that's another issue that people have um, because people feel like doctors know everything about everything. But doctors are, um, and I mean, I'm saying this as a nurse, doctors are not always correct. And doctors don't, they, they cannot possibly know everything about every single thing. So if you go to your doctor and they say you need to eat red meat because 
of some reason. Well, what is that reason and how am I going to get it from red meat? So you really need to be questioning your doctor. You can't just take what your doctor says as a, um, you know, as the holy grail of everything that your doctor knows because there are vegan doctors out there who fully support a vegan diet and um, nutritionalists that can help you along. But it's not um, it's not something that every doctor is well versed in. And like I said before, when you challenge society, it challenges you back. And that's no different in the medical community. I mean, it's um, it's still something that is being thought about today in in the medical community, whether or not a vegan diet is is good for you. I mean, you see newspaper articles all the time. Well, this study said that cheese is good for you or this study said that, you know, fish is going to cure all of your problems. So it's it's um it's it's just about learning about your body, what works for your body, um, and knowing about like what you said, researching what happens to the animals, what happens to the planet, um, and re- learning about the human rights aspect of it. And I think that's what really uh, helps people to stay in the vegan lifestyle. I agree. I agree. One of the things when you were talking about the red meat, often doctors will say something like that. And I've had that a few times, like red meat or you need to eat fish oil or those types of things. And I find it's just important to question and say, could I get the thing that you want me to get out of red meat or fish oil from a plant-based source? Tell me how I can get it plant-based. Because I think the people just say, oh my gosh, you know, he said red meat and that's what I have to have. It's red meat or nothing. And often it's the thing in it, like, is it B12 or is it iron? Is it this? And can you get that from a different source without, right? Exactly. you know, like flax seed or those types of things? Yeah, there's not anything that's actually, I mean, what you, what he's wanting is something in that meat. It's not the actual meat itself. He's yeah. just wanting you to have something in it. And that's why I think, like what you're saying, it's important to um, question your doctor. And, you know, you, you are the one who employs your doctor. It's not the other way around. You're not trying to hold on to your doctor and get them to like you, you know, they're working for you. And so you're allowed to question them. Mm, definitely. Now, so what would be your three biggest tips for people who are wanting to make this switch that would make it, this making the switch easier? Okay. So uh, first of all, I would say downloading apps, is it vegan is an app that you can use to scan any food or beverage uh, and it'll tell you whether or not it's a vegan. Um, they have happy cow, which will tell you every single, well, not every single, they don't have every single thing, but a lot of vegan options in your area. If you're traveling somewhere, it can tell you what you can get. Um, Such a good app that helped area. me so much in Japan. Japan was so difficult and happy cow saved my life. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I love Happy Cow. That's what we relied on, um, you know, and we still rely on when we go to different cities and travel. So I definitely think that downloading apps is uh, my number one thing that I would tell people to do, because if you're just going to try to call every restaurant in your area to see if they have vegan food, it's not going to work out so well. So just download the app, Happy Cow, and uh, look up in your area and see what's available. So second of all, um, like we said earlier, uh, your friends and family, they're, they're not going to get it in the beginning and they're going to challenge you and they're going to ask you questions. And so there's no need to, uh, I mean, I know, like I said, in the beginning, I got very angry, um, a lot of the times. And so I think it's important just to remain calm and, uh, light about it and just educate where you can. Some people don't want to be educated and that's, you know, that's just them. And you have to 
be okay enough with being who you are to say, look, I understand that you don't believe this way. This is how I believe. And so, um, I, I will continue on to do my vegan thing and try to give you little tidbits of information about, um, how good it can be. Uh, but you know, it's, it's not going to change. Um, it's not going to change overnight. You know, your parents aren't going to wake up tomorrow and say, Oh, my daughter or my son went vegan. So I'm going to go vegan, which is really hard when your parents, um, don't eat the same way that you do because you, you know, you just want them to experience the good stuff that you're experiencing, but don't get, you know, don't let that be like your only goal is to get your family to transition or this friend to transition, you know, just like on Facebook, I just keep posting stuff. No one ever likes it. <laughs> but, you know, Welcome like, to my world. <laughs> yeah, so, but I get, I get messages all the time. Like, um, you know, people who would comment when I, when I was first vegan and say, Oh, I could never do that. Or you shouldn't be vegan for this reason or whatever, you know, and now they're like, Hey, you know, uh, I'm starting to look into veganism because you posted whatever you did last week or last month. Those messages make my heart so happy. I love getting yes, those absolutely. messages. It's, it makes you feel like it, Hey, at least, <laughs> at least one person has looked at it. You know, nobody's liked it, but one person has at least seen it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they see it. They just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll get them eventually. That's what I always say. Like erosion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, uh, lastly, I just think that, um, I would just say, just don't look back. I feel like, um, a lot of people when they, when they become vegan, they just think about all the stuff that they're losing, right? Like, oh my gosh, I can't have this anymore, that anymore. And I feel like when you've made the decision to go vegan and you can find the ways to eat what you want to eat, but also have them to be vegan and your life is going to be a thousand times better. I mean, you're going to feel better. You're going to be helping animals. You're going to be helping the environment. So it's just um, something that once you make that decision for you, just keep with it and uh, and find ways to to get the things that you're wanting to eat or that you're missing. And just don't look back on don't look back on what your your you you were eating or what your life was like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. Looking back, I I did look back at the start when before I was vegan, I looked back so much. But I think like you say, it's easier not to look back when, you know, you're you're informed, you're educated and, you know, you really want you've made a commitment to this way of living. Um, but it is so important not to look back on those uh, those foods. Just find the new foods, the delicious foods, and make yeah, new. Yeah, and it's funner. New exciting it's things that way. Yeah, yeah it's so much exactly. more fun. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. I really feel like just your story is going to help so many women living with endometriosis and anyone who's living with GERD. Uh, both conditions are. De- can be debilitating and it's just so wonderful to hear how a whole food plant-based diet has helped you um, become symptom-free and get your life back and not have to have a baby immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much. I sure appreciate you uh, having me on the show. 
Thank you, Shauna, and thank you all for listening. And you can find more from Shauna at her website, Instagram, and Facebook page, Lavender and Honeysuckle. So check her out. She posts amazing southern comfort foods, which should be delicious and amazing, that are also healthy and good for you. So, yeah, go check her out. Also, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And I also have a Facebook page for the podcast where I put it out every week and update and all those kinds of things to keep you posted on new episodes coming out and old episodes and that kind of thing. And if you like and you have if you have time, it really helps me spread this message. If you could leave a five-star rating, I know that sounds like five stars, come on, man, but, but just the higher the stars, obviously, the more it gets shared and seen on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you could leave a review, a kind review, that also really, really helps me to promote this message wider. So thank you so much and I'll see you next week.